0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman.
0: And I'm Thomas Welch.
1: And we got a good episode for you guys today. No sort of breaking news or anything that we're going to be getting into, but we do have some conversations, some sort of speculation-based conversations about this upcoming season, one of which being how will Jordan Binnington handle an 82-game slate as a starting goalie for the first time in his career, and more of which being kind of going off what we talked about yesterday and the team having a chance to really build chemistry for the first time efficiently with less restrictions and a more normal season. So we're gonna be getting into all of that. But first wanna let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So before the before the episode, I was scrolling through some stats and it kinda of, kinda of jumped out at me that Jordan Bennington has never ever handled a full season of the starting goalie position. Obviously, in his first year, he came up halfway through and led the Blues to the Cup. And then the following two seasons were COVID-shortened seasons. So he has yet to play a full you know, 60, 65 games or whatever that your typical starter might play. What are your expectations for him in his expanded role this season? Do you think he can step up to the plate and handle it, or do you think he's going to crumble under the pressure?
0: I think uh, I'd feel a lot better about it. And to be fair, it was his first season, but Billy Huso in backup for the Blues looked shaky at times. I think he got better as the season went on. Um, but those first shots on goal and a lot of those going through, uh, that's not, that's not the tone you want to set for your team. So, uh, I, I don't know if the Blues are thinking about going out and getting a backup goalie to kind of give Jordan Bennington that relief. But if you guys remember in the 2019 season, you only played like 32 games. Um, and so, Like you were talking about, we thought that next season would be uh, the first instance of him taking on the full load. It didn't happen. And then uh, the season after that, like you said, uh, was COVID-shortened as well. So this is really the first instance where we're going to see Jordan Bennington as the Blues starting goalie in a full 82-game season. So I've said it before on this podcast time and time again. I think Jordan Bennington is like a top 10, top 15 goalie in the NHL. I think he's better than Grubauer. Uh, Grubauer just signed for about the same money that he's making, but Jordan Bennington has shown that he's capable of carrying a team through the playoffs all the way to the Stanley Cup. I don't know if Grubauer uh, was the one that was carrying them. It might have been their defense and their offense at the same time. So, In my opinion, I would expect him to be shades of Jordan Bennington that we saw in 2019 um, with those jaw-dropping saves with that swagger that we love, with that emotion. He's always going to ride for his guys. We've seen that with punching goalies in the face and jawing at guys. He's, uh, he's no stranger to controversy, and he loves being in the limelight for someone at the goalie position. Uh, goalies are kind of weird in the way that they function, uh, but there are a lot of goalies historically uh, that play better by uh, exerting that fiery anger and passion that Jordan Bennington kind of has. Um, so I, I think it bodes well for him in that conversation, whether or not you think he's uh, immature or baby and just likes throwing tantrums. That's definitely not what he's doing in my opinion. Um, but I do expect him to bounce back next season. And like I said, I would love for the blues uh, to kind of give him a little bit of a security blanket. Uh, if if that person is Billy Husso and he shows up to camp and he's playing lights out, that's fantastic. Uh, If it's not, maybe just go out and acquire somebody that uh, you don't have to pay a ton of money, but that that who you know, if you call on, uh, you can rely on him in a sticky situation. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch for sure.
1: It goes back to something that we've talked about a lot on this podcast and specifically, you know, yesterday's episode and the last few weeks and something that we're going to get into later in today's episode. And that is just how important, uh, excuse me, how important a routine is for these guys uh specifically the goalie position, but just in general, hockey players uh rely heavily on their routine, rely heavily on the camaraderie that they have with their teammates, etc. And the fact that Jordan Bennington has not only not played a full 82 game season as a starter, but also not really had a a full normal season to establish a routine. You know, first season he's coming up halfway through and joining a locker room of guys that have already uh banded together formed some sort of chemistry um you know obviously he he elevated that and took them to a cup but again he was sort of a late addition to the team and then the year pro- and the year next year he finds into that routine uh Starts starts maintaining a routine, starts doing what he wants to do, doing what he knows is, is beneficial for him, and all of a sudden COVID happens and the season gets cut short and then they get rushed back into a bubble and all of that gets disrupted. And then the following season, this most recent season, there's all these restrictions. Uh, you can only show up at the rink at a certain time. You can't do this, you can't do that. So again, any sort of routine that he wants to form is disrupted, is interrupted by these restrictions. He, is, uh, he isn't he is able to fully embrace uh, the starter role, at least the mental side of it. So coming into this season, he has an opportunity to really sit down and say, "Okay, I'm the starting goalie. It's a full 82 game season. If I want to show up at the rink eight hours early and meditate, or you know, whatever whatever goalies do, he can do that. Uh, for the first time, he has full freedom in in determining how he wants to approach the game. And I think with Jordan Bennington and how much we know that his focus uh, is is proportional to his play i think that it's going to do wonders for his confidence and do wonders for the team as well And i think like you said we should see a return to form with him making those sprawling epic saves and, and playing at his at his peak like we saw in that cup run i'm really looking forward to it and like we're going to be getting into later i think it's not only going to have an impact on him but it's going to have a huge impact on the rest of the team as well um just getting them up and in, in tip-top shape get them performing uh, at their full potential but if you want to get your car in tip-top shape and performing at its full potential you got to check out rockauto.com this episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing number of makes and models it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need so why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And when we return, we'll be ha- continuing the Jordan Bennington conversation and sort of transitioning that into some other players on the team that we think are going to benefit most from a, cha- a a bit of a change of scenery in terms of expectations and restrictions with the upcoming season. So don't go anywhere. Before we move on to some of the other players that we think are going to have the, the biggest impact from having a full season of, of normalcy, what are your final thoughts on Jordan Bennington and, and his, his uh, first full season? What are your expectations? Do you think he can end up in the, in the Vesna conversation next season?
0: There was an article I wrote about Jordan Bennington. I think it was right after or right before uh, his first start and shutout against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, but the article is called Jordan Bennington, uh, question mark, or the answer. You can look it up if you want, it's documented. And one of the big things that I broke down in the possibility that Jordan Bennington could be successful in the NHL is his consistency. So if you look at his numbers since 2016 with the chicago wolves he had a 907 save percentage uh in 2015 to the 2016 season 2016 2017 chicago wolves 911 save percentage the next season he was on a loan to the providence bruins 926 save percentage in the season after that san antonio he had 16 games 9.27 save percentage. And then with the St. Louis Blues, when he got called up, that was the cup run and everything. 9.27 save percentage there as well. So in the two years after that, kind of been an outlier, like we've said, because of everything that's going on, COVID, pandemic. It's a little bit different circumstances. They've kind of been down for him, but consistently... His time in juniors, I think his lowest season uh, was 41 games with the Chicago Wolves, 907 save percentage. Everything else was above that. So will Jordan Bennington be a world beater? I hope so. We all hope so. Um, I believe that he will be, but at the very least, he's not going to be a detriment to your team. And I think we haven't talked about that in a while because it is offseason and a lot of stuff is kind of going on, but last season... I would argue the last two seasons, the problem has not been Jordan Bennington. Even if you want to look at his save percentage and say he's taken a dip and he's not as good or productive as he has been, it's been the Blues defense. And that's why a lot of people were talking about the Blues going out and acquiring somebody or why we talked about on the last episode, Scotty Perunovic might need to step in instead of Robert Bertuzzo, because you need to get have guys in there that can play the position, that can clear the crease, uh, that can mark their man and make it difficult for opponents to score. And unfortunately, for the St. Louis Blues, that just hasn't been happening in the last two seasons. And I think Jordan Binnington's numbers are a testament to that, as opposed to his own personal play. I think you, uh,
1: you hit the nail on the head there. And one position that I think is extremely important towards uh, taking the taking some of the, the weight off of Jordan Bennington's shoulders is the defense, and that's a position that we've seen sort of lack a bit of identity in these past two seasons, an identity that was so strong in that cup run. And one guy that was brought in recently that hadn't really found his footing fully last season, even though he he played pretty well, is Tori Krug. Now, there are a couple of different uh, Tory Krug angles that we want to talk about. I think the first and foremost is he just had a, a daughter uh, second daughter in his family, so he's going to have dad powers in this upcoming season. So we all know how dangerous that's going to be for opposing teams. But also, jokes aside, Tori Krug is a guy that clearly misses Boston a lot. You go through his Twitter likes and all that stuff; he clearly has a, a connection to the city. Played in a very long time there, formed a relationship with his teammates. Uh, and then came over to St. Louis in, like I said, a, a COVID-stricken season, so was just unable to really experience the city, unable to bond with his teammates. So what what do you think uh, is going to be most beneficial for Tory Krug next season? Do you think getting introduced to St. Louis as a city – will help, do you think, being able to bond with his teammates? Do you, help? you think it'll be a combination of the two? What do, you, what do you expect out of Tory Krug next season with sort of the some of the off-ice benefits that are coming with the lifted COVID restrictions?
0: I kind of expect a lot. We've talked about on here I don't think he had the season, last season that he wanted to have for the St. Louis Blues. He came over as a power play quarterback. Uh, I would expect him to pick it up in that department as well uh, but locking it down defensively like I said is the overall main goal here but if Tory Krug uh, wants to be successful for this Blues team. I don't know if he's going to be the player to do that. He's more of an offensive defenseman that's going to patrol the blue line and create a lot of points for you as opposed to keeping players from scoring. So that being said, I think, like you were talking about, he, the identity of the St. Louis Blues uh, and the problems that they've had in years past has been that lack of team chemistry. I think the Blues... And we've kind of seen it in his replies and stuff. Like, he's getting closer and closer uh, to his teammates. And they are obviously are very accepting of him. He made a joke about Braden Shen and the paradox they've been on as past villains against each other there's a picture of brayton shen blowing tory krug up i believe in the finals but obviously now they're teammates so poking fun at that the whole dynamic with robert thomas as well i think the blues have accepted tory krug i don't know if tory krug has accepted st louis and i think for him to be successful and that's not to say like it's a knock on that guy because at the end of the day like we all change jobs and the people that we work with and coworkers, right? And there's always going to be, like, jobs that you really hold dear and, like, really enjoyed your experience there. And, like, if you move on, you're still going to be friends with those people, all of those things. There's no reason for Tory Krug not to feel that way about Boston, especially a hockey hotbed like that, playing there, going to the finals, uh, getting that close to winning the Stanley Cup against the St. Louis Blues. I don't blame him for having those feelings. But at the end of the day, his identity is now a member of the St. Louis Blues. So to kind of round out that identity idea for the St. Louis Blues, I think he needs to not accept the fact that he is a blue, because I think he does. And like I said, the teams accepted him as well, but accept the fact that he lives in St. Louis. Now he is a St. Louis and he's not just playing for the St. Louis blues. He's playing for the city of St. Louis and the people of St. Louis. So I would love to see him dive headfirst into the culture, into the food, into the people and kind of immerse himself here. Hopefully we see the impact that a normal season
1: makes on this team, but for a team that was going through a, a big transition and a transition of style, it, it's very difficult to do that in general with a hockey team, but especially in such a weird season like the, the COVID-shortened season that we saw last year. So I wouldn't be surprised to see not only Tori Krug sort of take a big leap in terms of his fit with the team, but a lot of other guys as well, sort of, you know, some of the guys that are new, some of the guys that are classics, you know, household names. Uh, making a big jump as well. But speaking of household names, Tommy, you know, we got to talk about a, a sponsor that's been there since the beginning, and that is Bilt Bar. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorite flavors. And if you don't know the flavors, well, you're missing out. You got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream and german chocolate if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get yourself a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors not only are billboard flavors the best tasting but they're also healthy which is the reason why i love them so much you're checking out the macros you're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein per bar calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs amazing flavors all tasty all healthy and built bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So, if you want to celebrate their success, you got to get yourself a built bar by going to built.com and using promo code locked15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. And before we jump back into the action, want we'll to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Now, hockey season is right around the corner. NBA season is right around the corner. Baseball season is in full swing. So if you want to place your sports bets, you got to go to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. As this is your chance to get into the game as MLB teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device sign to up today and receive a 50, 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit. That's literally free money you're missing out if you don't check it out. So use promo code Locked On at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook expert.
0: To sing Bilt Bar's praises a little bit more before we move on here, BYU football has 36 walk-on players for their football program this year, and Built Bar is paying for all of their tuition. So this isn't one of those big company corporations where they're just uh, taking all your money and hoarding it like Stan Kroenke or something like that. These guys are uh, putting their money to good use, so if you're supporting their product that's where your money's going. So. so I mentioned
1: a little bit before the, the break, but I don't think Tori Krug and Jordan Biddington are going to be the only ones that benefit with sort of a return to normalcy. Tommy, what else do you expect to change with individual players, the team as a whole, the coaching staff, whatever you might think? What else do you expect to change coming into this next season?
0: Well, I think the biggest thing for me is a, a longer season means more miles on the guys, which means potentially more injuries. Although I don't know how you can top the amount of injuries we had last season. But uh, that also always provides... Don't test the hockey gods, Tommy. They'll, they'll
1: hear you say that.
0: But that also provides uh, those injuries and those those times where guys need rest or openings in the roster provides an opportunity for young guys to step up. Uh, and so that's pretty exciting because we got the Traverse City tournament coming up. I believe that's the first week of September and then the prospect camp will be after that. So if you're a blues fan and obviously like prospects and all that stuff, the draft kind of comes with it. But I feel like a lot of times people will watch prospects and be like, well, I don't know these guys like kind of brush it off and then really get excited about training camp. But I, I do think there are potential for these prospects to move up the pipeline quickly especially with the blues uh kind of on the end of their stanley cup window so it might be a good idea to pay attention to that and we're going to on the podcast here as we get closer uh to that tournament and the prospect camp so it's gonna be a lot of fun to break down but jake neighbors la tyler tucker Clem Costen obviously, Gordy Perunovic. And of course the draft picks that the Blues just got this season, they're all going to be they're all going to be names that are coming out of our mouth a lot as we get closer to those dates. So it's going to be a lot of fun here on the pod.
1: We're going to have it all covered for you here. We're, we're looking forward to is this is going to be our fr- first full season as as hosts of the Locked On Blues podcast. Oh my god, I, I didn't even think about that. I believe it will be. The first full regular season here in the Lockdown Blues podcast. Very exciting stuff here. 82 games. We'll have 82 game reactions. But that's some time away. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That way you never miss a new upload, especially when the regular season rolls around, because we're going to be pumping those episodes out rapid fire. It's going to be so much fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Lockdown Blues. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL and follow Tommy on Twitter at Twelcher15. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, let's go blues.